This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey, you're listening to Adulting with Horses, the best place to be if you can't be at the barn. We are your co-hosts and equine authors, Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller-Reinert. As crazy horse girls, we don't take ourselves too seriously in the saddle or out. We celebrate the things that make us different. Join us as we talk about horses and pop culture and get a little weird in a fun way. Thank you for being a little weird with us. Who, who see colors? Yeah. So like there's people that see colors, like the synesthesia. They see so oh. names look like colors to them. I like actually had see... that when I was a kid. Stop. But really? I grew out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I so said cool. tell random people they had colors and they were like, oh. And so that was kind of a party trick that my parents had was they would be like, hey, Natalie will tell you your color. And I would tell them. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I've always thought that was really cool. I actually heard about synesthesia in a book I read once. It was like a fiction novel and a fantasy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like urban fantasy, I guess, post-apocalyptic. And one of the main characters had that. And I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard of. But it's pretty rare. It's, it seems like there's, there's everything. Like there's a neurological weirdness for every sort of magical power, maybe. <laughs> maybe they're just like, neurotip- uh, like neurodivergent, not necessarily superhuman. <laughs> yeah. Because what I read about the snowy vision thing that I have is that it's associated with headaches, which I have headaches almost every day and always have since I was a child. And uh, tinnitus, which I very much have. I, have to, I, have a, I can hear it in both ears right now with AirPods in, which sometimes make it go away. Uh, so it's all connected. I've just got like a messed up brain, man. Well, the brain is doing good things because you're you're doing pretty well in life, Natalie. So I'm doing okay. <laughs> you're doing I'm okay. I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> so I you're guess in we've slush all got land. a weird thing. I'm in slush <laughs> land. So we finally got snow for the first time in two years. Um, it is maybe two to three inches of snow, and then it started raining. so it made it slushy and then what's really super awesome and i'm very excited about is the fact that when the sun goes down it will be black ice oh my gosh yay yay so ordering dinner early tonight (laughs) yeah my daughter has a doctor's appointment um that's gonna be great super excited about it Mm -hmm. i canceled all my other clients i shifted them to another day because What's better than driving in the snow, sitting at home, and writing while it's snowing? Yes, that is delightful. I remember working on my first book, sitting like I sat between two windows, and I could see Manhattan from my window, and I could see the the street below, and I remember the snow falling down. I'm just like, yeah, this is how it's supposed to be. This is how yep. books are written. <laughs> that is, and it's funny because my kids would be like, "That's so aesthetic." Like that was. They- it was the most aesthetic, like, ever. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, so, like, with the Green Mountain Romance, the Imogen Gabe stories, they're seasonal. So, like, the first one, Back to Our Horse, was in the fall, and I finished writing that and released it in the fall. And then the second one takes place during winter. So I'm like, what amazing time, because it's like, you know, real-time inspiration. That That actually helps me out a lot. Like, I tend... Even if a book takes place over like several seasons, I tend to write whatever's going on outside. 
<laughs> so the book I just wrote is set very much in winter and <laughs> your least favorite season. Yeah. Well, the one I'm working on now is summer because, you know, it just jumped chronologically. So. Well, it's funny. So I decided Imogen and Gabe were not going to have a summer. Like it was going to be three books <laughs> and it was going to be every su- every season but summer. But then some of my supporting characters, their two books will be in summer only. Mm-hmm. They'll be like a one book per character. So I'm going to go ahead and allow summer to happen in Vermont. <laughs> Are you sure? Aren't there supposed to be like a lot of flies? We've talked about it. It's this. actually not that bad. Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> It's not <laughs> that bad. The flies again. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something, Natalie. Yeah. Uh, but we it's had a nice. thunderstorm. We've had a few thunderstorms today, starting at about 4 a.m., which is always exciting for January, especially because we have a hard freeze tonight. So uh, it's been raining. We've got almost an inch of rain today. <laughs> Yeah, you guys have been getting hit. We are getting every single storm you have. We're yeah. just getting it like 30 degrees colder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. That's fine with me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it works, but that's okay because in just a couple of weeks, in fact, we're going to be on a cruise. I know. In warm weather. Oh my God, it's so warm too. Like I don't know if I've ever gone on a winter cruise and I looked at the temperatures in like Haiti and because the cruise goes to Haiti like all cruises and it's going to be in the 90s in parts oh. of Haiti like really so at least we'll be by the you know the sea and there'll be a breeze but it's I, I I've been to the Bahamas in the winter and that's just Florida so right I'm accustomed to yeah it's kind of chilly the water is cold no no we're going to actual Caribbean sea where it is hot apparently <laughs> Yeah, I might actually get off the boat then, if that's the case. Yeah, (laughs) we'll see. (laughs) Well, I think we have to. One. (laughs) Well, we're yes, we're gonna go to Jamaica and we're gonna horse ride together for the first time. About that, when you suggested it, I was like, "Do I?" And then I thought about it. I was like, "Of course I do." (laughs) Well, we've never ridden together. Mm -mm, We haven't. So that would be. Interesting. I'll try to catch it. I can't go to Iceland this year, so. I know. I know. I can't believe I still have spots available for that. So. It's for the perfect people. I know. I'm just waiting for the right vibes. So if you're the right vibe, people, Mm -hmm. Iceland is waiting. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, no, it's going to be exciting. I can't wait. And riding on the beach and in the ocean is pretty cool. I don't know how you dress for that. So. Well, they want closed-toed shoes, but you're going right. to go in the water. So I ended up getting, um, when I was in, I guess, in Tiga last year, it was the first time I ever rode on the beach. And what they do is they throw a towel over the saddle. So like if you're in shorts, you could have your legs bare, but they're not rubbing. And then I made the mistake of wearing flip-flops and almost dying because <laughs> my husband kept moving his horse into me because he couldn't control him. Oh. And then my one time my foot got stuck in the stirrup and I was like, this is how we go. Like, this is oh, it. No. Yeah. So thankfully, you know, I can ride despite, you know, many people's ideas of that. Um, <laughs> so it was fine. So what I did actually for this one is as I'm putting all my cruise stuff together, I bought like those waterproof shoes, you know, like the ones with the tread, like the barefoot sneakers with like the yeah. treads that you can kind of go, but they drain really quickly. So you I can actually, wear them yeah. in the sand and stuff. I actually have a pair of those. Yeah. Pack believe those. it or not. So that's what I'll, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll bring yeah. those and flip flops and that's pretty be much my it. shoe supply. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, for the dressing night, flip flops, it is right. I'll bring out my nice pair of flip flops. Yeah. It's like every Floridian has their nice flip flops. Right. So. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and they take up very little room. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I don't need a heel for anything. A heel on a boat sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah. Well, this has been Cruise Talk with Natalie and Heather. I know. Tune in for more tips. I know. Well, I have, <laughs> so I have a horse riding thing that, well, we haven't talked in a while. No. Because okay? of the holidays. You're hibernating. I do hibernate. Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> I'm so burnt out after the holiday season. I basically skipped the holiday season, um, except for going to my family, which was cool. And I wrote all the rest of uh, whatever that book is, Outside Rain. Uh, And so that was my version of hibernation was just like hunched over writing five to 10,000 words a day, like die, book, die. And it's done. (laughs) Well, that's amazing. Heather's hibernating. I'm finishing this book and, and we will meet. As uh, with 36 hours before the podcast has to go up, we will definitely. <laughs> My husband said, what are you guys recording next? And I was like, she'll text me tomorrow. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> it's because I look at the calendar. I'm like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's coming. And I'm uh, starting to catch on to what it actually posts. So it's only been like over a year. And I'm going, I think we have to put an episode up soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, when hibernation season comes, I hyper focus on certain things and it's not that like the podcast isn't a focus of mine it's just, like I focus so much on like my burnout <laughs> and I'm like I could record a podcast because I love talking to you but then I have to edit it or yeah. I can sit on the couch and binge watch Harry Potter mm. or like the new Netflix series like my life with the Walter boys or you know one or Sanditon or something like that like so sometimes oh, yeah. you win and sometimes you lose <laughs> <laughs> with me you always well you do both i win i win, I with lose. You. I win. it's like because i love talking to you it's just sometimes it's like too much to hit record <laughs> oh no totally yeah and don't edit it just put it out however people I never will do. be fine yeah i mean I so. it's it's the most basic editing because like we record as live so unless i'm putting in a commercial or um you know like the bumpers you know kind of stuff it's just like well let's just see what happens mm-hmm. i listen mm-hmm. to it to make sure it's you know not terrible but that's about it i think i think we do fine people aren't <laughs> complaining <laughs> so far yeah no one's complained yeah so i think we're okay I think we're okay. But well, this is so in my hibernation season, one thing that drives people crazy is that I actually ride my horse a lot during the winter. Do your horses get like super annoyed? Like she's back. They, so Ferris is feral in winter. Like, so (laughs) I love the fact that he's a little slow and pokey, but it can be really annoying too. Like, let's be honest. Like, I don't want to work hard either. Mm-hmm. So I like a horse that's forward, but not ferocious. And in the winter, he doesn't need a spur. He doesn't need a crop. He's mm-hmm. just like, we're so happily forward that it's really fun to ride. And we get so much like wonderful exercise together. So yeah, I've been riding in uh, just my heated vest. I've been taking off my jacket. Like we've been, <laughs> we've been going places. And that's cool. I'm I'm a little early for the adulting wins, but I'm just gonna mention it. I've cracked the code. Does that say cracked the code? I I you meant did, to say but... cracked the code. <laughs> um I finally figured out how to keep a really nice, deep, stable, balanced seat and a still leg. What? It took forty six years. <laughs> yeah, okay. I have a couple of years. <laughs> but I like the last couple times I rode, I was like, it clicked. 
And like mm-hmm. everything is moving where it should be in the place it should be. And it's because I don't have to use leg with every post. <laughs> yeah. Taking the leg off. That is, that's, yeah, that's very much it. Because when you bring, if you bring your lower leg in, then you pogo yourself out of the saddle. Right. And so if you ride with your leg on every stride, then you never get that deep seat. That is a struggle that I am working on, you know, because when Ben is cold, Ben is forward as hell, oh. like a rocket ship. Oh, no. And, and, and that's me going, oh, I'm definitely using too much leg just by existing. So get your leg off. Ah. <laughs> Sit deeper. It's a whole thing. My, if we're going to jump the gun on adulting wins, is I had a really great dressage lesson a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Like, really good. Like, we cantered and we did um, uh, like spiraling circles with the leg yield at the trot and the canter. Oh, wow. It was awesome and um, illuminating. And the canter work is actually going really well. But that is something that. I'm working on me at the trot and the canter. Sit down, move your hips, raise your hands, put them forward, sit down, move your hips. It's just over, it's over, it's over. It's fun. I love being an adult and not an instinctive 14-year-old. It's great. (laughs) I'm definitely more body aware than I was when I was a teenager. Um, Just not as flexible. But yeah, (laughs) it's nice when things like finally click. Like I... I I have a different a, like true adulting win which is pretty exciting and we'll save that for later but um I just I don't know like it's just such a nice feeling when it clicks and you're like oh my god I could do this always now like now I've got it are you going to forget it that's the question I well, have it, to have it click again my guess is in the summer when it's <laughs> yeah. really pokey I'm going to, it's going to be a lot harder to keep that seat because I'll be, (laughs) you know, having to move so much. Mm -hmm. But I will say like, again, this is the first summer that we were able to ride him somewhat consistently through in the last five years. So we're not working from a negative position like we have been years after years. And so he's so much more fluid and muscled up that he can, um, one of the girls that helps me ride him when I can't get there. She was showing me videos the other day and she's like, look, look, we're cantering into the jump and he's carrying himself in a frame. And I said, right. Yeah. That's literally all I've been working on is mm-hmm. can he posture and hold himself correctly? So I was like, I don't want to like take that away from her because she added in so much really wonderful things. But I was like, that was me. Like that was me. <laughs> I did that. You're welcome, sweetheart. Exactly. I got to take some credit. Yeah. The fitness thing, you know. The length of time it takes for people like us to put fitness into our horses. The fact, you know, I'm start I'm doing work now that I couldn't do, couldn't even imagine doing last year when I started, and that was in like March. It just it took this yeah. long. You know, it took almost a year to do, you know, say, Oh, I have a canter and this canter is adjustable and I can put my hands forward and he doesn't fall on his face. Like it's taken that long. So, yeah. But how amazing does it feel when you oh, accomplish it? It feels fantastic. It was, yeah. it's, it's worth it. You know what I love? It is about, worth it. It's measurable with, um, with Ride IQ. So, unpaid sponsorship again for Ride IQ. I, uh, I can do a lesson now that I, tr- you know, might have done half of last spring and not been able to do any of the canter work. 
And now I can do all of the canter work and feel things like this is an extension, this is a collection um, in all three gates that I simply didn't have any access to a year ago. So it's really cool to have, to do that, the exact same ride. I, I don't think that was really something any of us had options to do before, unless our trainers were just teaching the same, <laughs> the same. Boring. Okay. Right. It's been six minutes. So we're going to change reins. No, you know, now I'm yeah. just listening to the same lesson and doing the exact same movements and going, I can see exactly how this has changed. It's a really cool measurement tool. And the nice thing that I've noticed too, is that, well, I think we can always assume like whenever my pony takes a misstep or, or does something, it's always me. Like my balance is off or I moved my hands or something was going on. And so like, I feel like ride IQ and doing these lessons helps you as the rider learn good habits mm -hmm. and not just like the physical fitness for your horse as well. Yeah. And there's even some that like, if you don't, there's one I like that's, um, it's like John Holling just giving direction, but it's not like, okay, trot your horse. Okay. Do this, that he's just saying good reminders for the whole ride. He's like, soften, put your hand forward, put your leg on, take your leg off. And so if I'm in a really, I've been working really hard on a lot of stuff for the past couple of weeks, a lot of weird business stuff going on. And I haven't wanted to focus on really hard riding more than once or twice a week. So I've been doing this to start, I can just trot around and I can still be thinking about all the crazy stuff going on in my brain. So my brain is like out of control right now. Um, and <laughs> it's always and so, out of control. And so is, but you know, it's, I'm, I'm trotting and I lose focus with what I'm doing. And John says, put your hand forward. I go, okay. And I put my hands forward. <laughs> he says, soften. I go, okay. And I soften. <laughs> and one of the things that helps me do is remember to, to keep shifting. Um, because stillness and straight lines are the enemy, right? I have a story. Okay. I'm ready to I hear was it. Jump judging on this past Saturday. That looked fun, by the way. It was super fun. And so for uh, one division, I was I was I was in my car, thank God, because it was like 50 degrees and windy out of the north. It was so cold. So I'm sitting in my car and and, and there's a jump that's like a pal it's a palisade, you know, so it's it's uh, like upright logs with one log on top. And it's it's a galloping fence, you know, but you wanna you want to hit it at a you want to hit it at the right stride, a comfortable stride, because it goes downhill a little bit on the other side. So you want your horse to land balanced to keep on running, so it doesn't tumble over. And um, what I learned was the more nervous the horse, and I learned this with the water as well, the uh, the better a short um, sort of uh, a presentation was. Right, like the horses gasping and looking around you gave them four strides three strides lock on the fence jump the fence they didn't have time to think about it they didn't have right. time to go i don't know about that and then every now and then you'd get somebody a little novice for the level wide-eyed horrified exhausted because i'm at the end of the course and they do a big wide approach they want to give their horse lots of time to see that fence and they just want to you know, just let's get comfortable with it. And the horse goes up and up and up and up and up. And the jump is appalling. One rider went so wide, gave her horse so much room, she couldn't control him anymore. He took off probably two strides too soon. I mean, it was like watching 
it was like a cross between uh, a daredevil jumping a motorcycle over the Grand Canyon and one of those jumping horses off of the steel pier. <laughs> it just, it was, my hands went over. I was like, oh no, I'm witnessing a death. What no, 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 no. What happened? The horse did hit the fence with both front legs, but was an extremely athletic creature. Stumbled on landing, picked himself up. She somehow stayed in the saddle, just like she went sideways and then wrenched herself back into the saddle and off they went. It was terrifying. I was like, do not give your horse a runway. (laughs) Do not give your horse a runway. They need... um, they need turns and they need bends and they need, <laughs> they need other things to think about besides taking off. Well, one of the things. they take off, you're done. So <laughs> I'm not by any means a cross-country <laughs> jumper, okay? Like, I think that everyone should know that by now. Um, but Ferris is a hunter-type pony and he really loves what he does. And so... His, um, the girl that rides him has been jumping him a little bit and bringing in, you know, the, the ground poles to get him to like just rhythm, rhythm and stuff. Because, um, if he sees a jump, he, he will go for it. Like he will full gallop into it. Like he's so excited. So when I'm doing that, I will either do the, the ground poles or a lot of times I will like leg yield him onto the line. So we'll be like mm-hmm. trotting the quarter line. And I'll leg yield him over to the second jump of a line, take him over the second jump and canter him out, right? So he cannot look at it lock on and just drop his shoulders and go. Mm -hmm. And so so that's something we're working on because (laughs) if he can see it, like on a bending line, if he sees it, he will straight up, he'll be jigging, dancing, you know, totally crooked going into it. So like I have to almost catch him by surprise where it's like, whoop, we're going over this now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I guess the next step from that, like, is maybe you, you know, do like a quick shoulder in in the approach. You know, if you're doing, if you are doing a straight line, yeah. Was some, I read, I was reading about like sort of shifting forward energy into a shoulder in before it can do the runway effect and just <laughs> take you down the long side at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, because that's how he gets when that happens. And he'll go over it. He's honest to a fault. Like, he'll go over anything. Um, I'm not worried about that. But on landing, if he doesn't land balanced or if I'm too far on the forehand, like, he, he gets plenty of rain. I don't need to get in his way. Um, he will feel so excited. He'll crow hop out of it. Right. And mm-hmm. that's never a position you want to be in with the pony. So it's like the slower you go in, the more chance you have of getting the lead and coming out and getting your next jump. So my goal with him was always to like jump a course this this fall, this last fall. Um, we were a little behind on that. Or maybe it was the spring. I don't know. I can't remember. It was a course. But we're, we're, we've graduated to jumping over two jumps in a row. So that's I'm great. pretty excited. That's great. Yeah. Do you ever watch jumping and you just go, what, what are, what are we, why, what are we doing? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I love watching my favorite events to go to are like the show jumpers and the cross country day. Um, because I love to watch them because it's like all these things that would literally send me to my death. Yeah. They make it look so easy. I, I get so hung up in why, why are we doing this? I don't know, because it's fun. Is that a good reason? I don't know. (laughs) I love to jump. I think it is fun, but it's also really scary. (laughs) 
It just cracks me up sometimes. I'm like, that course of jumps costs twenty thousand dollars, and it's we can jump our horses over these sticks. It's just hilarious. Like, what are we doing? We're hedonists at the end of it. We, we are. Just, yeah, we just it care is. about our own self, you know, happiness and. Yeah, it's a brand of hedonism based in an obsession that is absolutely on a spectrum. <laughs> and, you know, in some ways, we are those adrenaline junkies. Yeah. Too, because, right, like what's not full of adrenaline, but mm-hmm. something like that, like <laughs> you jump something because it feels good when you oh, do yeah. it well. <laughs> oh, my God, it's just drugs. It really is. It really is. And uh, oh. it, I mean, it's a good it's the same way, like. When I, I'm sorry for my dogs, by the way, if you can hear them, they're howling. It's like there's a snowplow outside. Well, that's good. Um, when a, when I was in Iceland and we were coming down the volcano, I was terrified. Like I, it was so scary coming down this hill. It was like sleeting, snow, rain. Mm. And I thought, okay, I might die because I've never met this horse before and I'm trusting him to take me down safely. And when we got to the bottom, I felt such a rush of adrenaline that I was so happy that like it all went well, that when we were tolting back towards the hotel and the barn um he picks up the flying pace and i didn't even care because i was so exhilarated that i was alive right it felt so good and so when i got off this this horse we'd ridden for like three hours and i was like this was the best day i feel so (laughs) pumped i want to ride again like it felt amazing it was great i like that when you can use you can use like energy from something great happening and just start throwing it at everything. Yeah. Like some days it's a to-do list and some days it's flying across Iceland. You're just throwing your energy out there like, I have it now. Let's use it. <laughs> or answering the hundred and something emails you get and you're like, let me actually go answer those emails that I've been oh, avoiding yeah. for a week. Yeah. I hit some stuff hard last week and I was messaging people and they were like, wow, I had thought of that. I was like, don't worry. I'm on a roll. Take my more emails. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> no, it's good. And it's applicable to, applicable to daily life too, right? Like, as you say, like your to-do list, when you cross that thing off, you're like, yeah, on to the mm. next. Oh yeah. It Body feels good. Crossing off. I have so many notebooks right now. One of them is like a, an agenda. And then I have another one that I'm doing morning pages in. And that feels like checking something off a list first thing. And, uh, and then I have another one where I just put notes about books or I diagrams of website stuff or ideas for things. And I just have surrounded by notebooks. And when I want a weird energy boost, I've been putting a sticker on one of them. Yes. We need to do that. We need to do that. Yeah. So I just like, I'm going to put a sticker on this. And it's like a magic spell. I'm just doing yes. something <laughs> permanence. <laughs> it's you're getting like, weird down here. You remind me of the mad scientist, you know, who's just like always oh, got something. Oh, let me just jot this down really quick, you know. Yeah. I a little, a little bit am. Yeah. yeah. I made a lot of notes while I was jump judging. Um, Did you? Were like for the, for the books? Yeah. Or just in general for life? For for the books, yeah, where I just I would just have a thought, like I'd watch the horses going, and I'd think about something, and I'd kind of put it together as a little piece, maybe of dialogue or a description, mm-hmm. with a comment, and things like that. I thought I can use this later. Yeah, so nothing safe. Um, oh no, I've, I found <laughs> when I I guess my phone automatically updated, and then it just pops open when I it, when I picked it up in the morning and said, "Welcome to your journal," and I've been using my notes app 
for when I'm in the car, I get all these brainstorms. And so I have been using Siri to add notes in my notes app so I can remember them later. Like whether again, it's dialogue mm-hmm. or a story arc that I, I want to do or something. And now my phone has gifted me with this journal where I can now it's so it's more than notes, but it's like a like for journaling and you can you know, put little stickers so and like track ideas and stuff like that. So I'm looking for my phone right now because my phone updated this morning too. And now you want it? <laughs> yeah. I put everything in notes also. And <laughs> mine, I picked up my phone this morning and it said lightning detected near Newberry. And I was like, oh my God, but I want a journal. <laughs> I know. Like, how is my phone? I, I, wanna pick it. I haven't, I, I, I confess I haven't used it yet because it just came on, but it says get in the habit. And so I'm allowing it to send notifications so you can journal a schedule where like every day at 8 a.m. you get a notification like time to journal. Um, but then the thing you can do, I'm going to open it. It just says start, create your personal journal and you can um, just add and they give you some suge- suggestions. Like there's a reflection where it says, who is someone who can always make you laugh out loud? Wow. Right about the last time you had a great idea that helped others. Or bring to mind a relationship you cherish and write about something it can teach you. But I thought, wouldn't this be great? Because you can add an entry if I then every day had like, you know, journaled a little something to help get me started writing that day. Or balanced that day. I've been doing that. You know, something Mm -hmm. like that. I started doing morning pages, which, you know, is uh, it's a concept from Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way, um, where you just sit down and you just start writing in the morning. (laughs) And you write a few pages before you've done anything else. and some days I use it specifically for, well, now I'm going to work on this book idea and I'm just going to start writing. And some days I just sort of blather for a little bit until I hit an end. And it, it feels really powerful. Mm-hmm. I really, but handwriting is a part of it. In that um, case. Yeah. Handwriting facilitates thinking in a completely different way. So there's something about that brain body connection when you mm-hmm. handwrite something. When I first started writing the blog, um, it was all handwritten at first. Yeah. And in fact, I have some old journals of stories, like book ideas that I'd started handwriting and then, you know, gave up because I lost the journal or something like that. Hand you know. hurt. <laughs> yeah. ADHD, you know, but I've, lately been thinking about like, oh, I I need to find that journal. Maybe I can go back. And now that I'm writing more regularly, this might be a fun series to do under like a pen name or, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. And so um, I'm trying to, but I find that in the morning I'll set my alarm and I'll get up early. Like the other day, uh, my husband came down and he's like, what are you doing up at six o'clock in the morning? And I said, well, the girls are getting ready for school in an hour. And I had all these ideas. I figured I'd just get up and get them out. And I just started writing. And I got so much done. It was amazing. It is. And I think I've been waking up around six all of a wow. sudden, too. I know. And I, th- I, got up at, I got up at six this morning. And I went out That's and very unlike you. I was done with my word count for the day at 930. And that included going out and screwing around with the horses for like 40 minutes. I think it is rewiring my brain to get up early and write. Even when I didn't like, I just, I only started at 6.30 once or twice because I couldn't sleep. Right. Um, but it's like, oh, you should, you have good ideas now. You should get up and write. Go on, yep. go on, go on, go. And I have been like asking the universe to please help me fix my sleep schedule because I lose a lot of time when I sleep till nine o'clock. Like that's not ideal by any measure. Um, 
So I'm hoping maybe this is like fixing my schedule for me. <laughs> and you're getting work done, which is great. Yeah. Like so, so like double before duty. we before I realized that I needed to set up my whole podcast setup because it's so dark. So I had to go find my ring light and do a whole thing. Um, I was just lying here reading because mm. I was done. That's I was awesome. Reading in the middle of the day. Yeah. That's luxury. I was writing, <laughs> which doesn't happen in the middle of the day for me. <laughs> um, because, you know, clients message me or call me mm-hmm. or I'm writing reports for clients and things like that. But I finished my reports really quick. So I was like, this is great. I can start writing now. So I wrote like a whole, maybe like almost a whole chapter. Nice. I know. And I feel, but, but I'm not like one of those people that can leave the chapter halfway done. I have to finish it. So like today it will not be done. Like I will not be able to focus on anything until it's done. Like I won't go to bed until that chapter done. Yeah. I prefer to have it done. It's just tidier. When you go back to the document, you're just like, oh no, I have to finish this chapter. Like it takes away from a sense of accomplishment as you begin (laughs) and you go, oh, I didn't finish this yesterday or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the middle of my book. So it's a chapter a day right now until I, until it isn't the middle anymore. You know what I mean? Just like the doldrums of writing the middle. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm gearing up for the middle of my book right now. I just finished act one and act two is coming and I got some plans for it. I'm throwing oh. in, yeah, no, like a big drop just happened at the end of Act One, and I'm just I'm throwing in some some interesting things in book in like the second part of the book, and so like I'm really excited to like I want to write it because I know what I want to happen, but it hasn't played out fully yet on the page. So I'm like, this is going to be cool to see how it goes. My second act drama usually comes in the revision. Really? I, yeah, I'm usually surviving until the end. Okay. Like to the, to, to the, you know, the act three, like I'm usually surviving until like reveal and climax. And then when I go back through, I'm like, oh, this could lead to that. And this can, I can throw this in here and, and blah, blah, you know, or action scenes. I didn't feel like writing mm-hmm. or a lot of times, oh, I have, um, like with, um, the book I just wrote, I, I incorporated a lot of disciplines in it that I know nothing about. So I had to do some research into Western dressage and, um. I did a little bit into polo, like a few different things that were mm-hmm. I included in the book. I had to like go look at rules, up oh, some certification stuff. I had to sit and look at the rules to make sure I got it right. I was like, oh sure. my God. <laughs> yeah. So no, you have to good. just kind of fuzz that over in the first draft because if you stop, you're dead. Oh yeah. Just get it on the page. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm pretty excited because like, I guess my way of doing things um, is I will ha- like write out a skeleton like kind of idea like of where like the big things I want to happen just the big things right like um and then maybe like I don't know four or five big things that I want to happen and then I kind of go back and I start writing so I always said like well this is leading to this and so like when I'm writing it it kind of already is leading in that direction yeah and so there's but I'm putting some breadcrumbs into this book for the spin-off books right so, and that's coming really well. And I'm, and so I'm going back and I'm checking things, but yeah, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with this one. So I'm excited. I have no idea what's going to happen in the third book. <laughs> is there writing in this book? There is writing, but it's over winter. So the writing mm-hmm. is not really the main goal of it. But are, are you going to put in like tragic winter writing things like the arena is frozen or... 
the horses need um, cooking spray sprayed in their feet before we can ride them or things like that, you totally should. Well, I'm right now, <laughs> the scene I was just riding was she was mucking out the, trying to muck out the paddocks, but the manure is frozen onto the ground. So she's like digging at it with a shovel. <laughs> so that was part That's of it. perfect. I, I thought so. <laughs> there will be, I will, I'll give you a spoiler. There will be a scene where they have to do a search and rescue in as a snowstorm is descending on the area. That's scary. So, yeah, so that's going to build that there's going to be something with that. So um you know, there's going to be some but very realistic wintry things. Like is there a type of or yeah, is there a type of riding adventure you would like to do so that you can write about it more effectively? Ooh, I love this question. <laughs> you know, I mean I live out my fantasies when I write. So like, you know, I'm not going to go on a gallop and go adventure across, you know, Scotland, let's say, but Aww. I might write about it. <laughs> it's a lot better in my, when I imagine no risk of death and dismemberment. <laughs> I can imagine the terror, the inherent terror of it all. The the feelings of this was a very bad idea. I just paid $5,000 for. <laughs> I mean, my overthinking brain creates that already. So it's just like, why not use that as fodder for the book? No, um, do the things. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, nothing comes to mind just yet. But I think so one of the things that one of the books is going to focus on is like search and rescue on horseback in the mountains. Yeah. Um, so, so you should do that. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I'm really... You, you could shadow you could shadow somebody on a training mission. Yeah, well that might be interesting. Like I'm gonna wanna maybe find somebody who does that and yeah. kind of pick their brain a little and No, you should and, go with them. It's always more fun to just go. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. They, people will take writers <laughs> anywhere. Seriously. If you show up and you're like, I'm writing a book about this and I would like and they'll be like, Oh my god, oh my god, you're writing a book, I might be in your book, let's go. Like they'll let well, you I have do a question. Anything. Would this person be like a six foot four lumberjack type man with a big dog and a nice Mustang? No, you then, have yes. to imagine. <laughs> it's not going to be like that. Remember, we're writing fantasy. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, that's right. I did mention him. He is a character. Oh, yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> um, it's, it's probably going to be a woman, number one. Um, yeah. And if it's a man... He's he's not going to be your fantasy. He's going to look like uh, Santa with like a beer belly and like mm -hmm. a trucker cap. Mm -hmm. Yep. These things. Yeah. The, and a lot of like orange because we like don't want to get hunted none. And um, he's going to definitely like spit tobacco. Oh, yeah. But yeah. maybe he'll offer you some because chivalry, mm -hmm. not yeah. dead in the mountains, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Teach me how to shoot a rifle. He you might know? call you a fine filly. <laughs> like that guy did locally to me, so that that's a thing. He might even have teeth. Hmm. <laughs> Some. A few. You might be able to find one with dolls. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then that would be something because I've always been interested. I actually read a book once, and there was a whole bunch of search and rescue in that. I just thought it was really interesting how they train the dogs for search and rescue. Oh yeah. Um. Because obviously I'm a big fan of dogs. So anyway, I thought it'd be really cool since they live in the mountains and weird things happen, avalanches yeah. and people get lost, the Appalachian Trail's right there. I said, wouldn't it be cool if one of my characters who is kind of like a really stoic, tomboyish, independent sort of woman ends up having to rescue a search and rescuer? Like, you know, because he ends up in a situation. And so rescuing the rescuer is yeah. a trope. 
Is yeah, it, really? it has a very – oh, totally. It has a very Rocky Mountain feel, which I like to see that stuff happen in other places. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. 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 There'll be some twists and turns in it. But I think, uh, you know, she's my she's my prickly character. So I thought it'd be kind of funny mm-hmm. if she wasn't the damsel and he was. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, the female protector. That's a good one. Yeah. I never write that. I write women who – don't like they don't want to be rescued but they don't particularly care about other people enough to rescue them Mm -hmm. you know what i mean there might be exceptions to that but i think that's generally the rule like they're very much focused on their own thing and if the guy wants to come great and that's clearly a very personal (laughs) choice (laughs) (laughs) i have a lot to do if you're coming come Uh, don't get in my way (laughs) you are welcome to join it would be better with two but these are the things on my list and i gotta get through it (laughs) it sounds like you Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i could yes i'm really not that creative i just uh (laughs) I just I just have a personality that I'm very fond of and I keep writing it. <laughs> well, listen, it's obviously working because you got a fan base. You know, people know what to expect and they love, love it. Fans. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So nice. People read my stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. No, I, it is really cool. I actually, so somebody has invited me to do the thing and I, and I wasn't able to do the thing this past fall, but someday I'm going to do it. And it is to Are you talking about the thing time, in Virginia? Yeah. To spend some time hunting, like fox hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Because and now I even have like the perfect book for it, which it would be a spinoff of um, the Hollywood Horse. Mm-hmm. People really like the characters in that book, and they were like, "Feels like these characters should have their own book." And I said, "I feel that way too." And I didn't really feel—I mean, clearly they had their own book, but one outside of that series. And I didn't really feel like any of the other characters in that series were screaming at me for their own thing, but these were. So it's interesting the readers picked up on that too, but. I want to set it in Virginia and I feel like um a, like a really traditional sort of society fox hunting sort of um arc would be really good for it. I got to do it. You've got to do it and get up. And we've talked about this before like I have a local so the Monmouth County Hunt is actually a, like been around for over 200 years in my area. It's very popular. Yeah. And um my one a couple of my girlfriends you know them connie and allison like connie joined the board and so um i think she did i don't know they're doing something with the hunt so anyway i'm sponsoring it and i keep meaning i'm going to their big gala so they're having a big annual event so i get to see like behind the scenes but i need I've to do always, that too i should just go with you i can you should come with me march 22nd um and i have i am a, gala. <laughs> damn you you're just too popular um, with susan <laughs> that's right that's probably why i couldn't go yeah it's the all right. for horses expo yeah world equestrian center march 22nd through 24th yep. there uh. you go and so um but i've been meaning i really want to go out and you know follow in my car and see what it's about and then i'd really like to photograph it and then eventually work out my way to potentially riding in it if i could find yeah. a horse that's like dead quiet yeah. um i would love to do like third field <laughs> i don't want to do first field but I'll I could do, do it. Field. We should yeah. do it. You could do it. Horses, wouldn't they? They love us. They're so cute. They have been us. trying to get me to do it for a while. So I think I could do it. I think I have, you know, if we could. But I mean, I'm willing to consider it. But I definitely a big chicken, as we know. Maybe, maybe it's best to be a big chicken to start hunting to stay in the back because it can get pretty dramatic up in the front. 
Maybe yes, just, like can. kind of back off a little bit, make sure it's for you before you get thrown to the hounds. Well, you're not <laughs> a big jumper either, like the cross yeah. country jumping, like field jumping. So I feel, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'd like, I'd rather jump a cross country jump than a than an arena jump. I wouldn't because I just don't know what the footing's like. And I guess I rode so much in Mongolia that I always expect there to be holes in the ground underneath mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want a rotational fall or like a hoof to get stuck because I've seen it happen so many times. That's um, very unlikely. Yeah. Every time I gallop a field, I always think, oh shit, I hope we don't go down. Like, even <laughs> if we're going straight and everything's going well, mm-hmm. it's in the back of my mind thinking, like, if he takes the wrong step, I'm done. So, well, I mean, yeah. I think that's always true. I'm a glass half empty kind of girl when it comes to that kind of stuff, which is very unlike me. So I'm like, oh, I dropped the glass. Fuck it. Well, there would definitely, I'll be honest, there would be more than coffee in my mug. And oh, that, yeah. You know, there would definitely be some some whiskey straight up. Uh, but one day I do, you know, all the things that scare me are things that I want to do eventually. Oh, I just have mm-hmm. a real slow way of getting there. Yeah. Well, you get there. Yeah, eventually I'll I get there. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We got other stuff to do in the meantime. <laughs> That's right. It's not beach. like I'm not busy. Yeah, <laughs> riding on the beach is going to be great. I'll bring my GoPro. So there'll Yay. be a lot of videos of your ass. <laughs> oh my God. Everybody's so lucky. You love your ass. It's so I love cute. my ass. Everyone loves my ass. Everybody loves your ass. I don't know what. I, hmm. I know what I'll wear. It'll be fine. <laughs> 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 not a bathing it's, suit it's gonna be good yeah nobody wants to wear a bathing suit while riding because you imagine it rides up no oh so no, i'd probably wear you know what i live in it's probably what i wear every single day anyways like these three-quarter lengths like jogging shorts like halfway mm-hmm. down my shin mm-hmm. that's what i live in anyway like the ride cropped this. leggings exactly yeah you can always like, if you go in the you water you can always just drag them up over your knee if you really mm-hmm. need to but I've they dry it. quick I did it. Uh, I've done it at the springs. Sometimes I'll go to the spring with, like, when I'm just out. I'm like, I'm going to go to the spring. Get in the freezing cold water. I just sort of drag my pale legs up. <laughs> We're going to be so pale. We're going to be so pale, Natalie. Hey, pale is longevity as far as I'm concerned. I it's, do not expose my skin anymore. We're going to It does not go out. Well, it's going to be funny because when we're on the cruise, like I'm, I'm definitely going to be out in the sun napping by the pool and you're probably going to be in the room writing. Yeah. Cause I'm going to revise the makeover horse on this cruise. <laughs> no, no. I definitely plan to bring my computer. Yeah. I'll be writing as well. <laughs> I absolutely want it done. <laughs> so, no, I was like, if I finish this first draft in two weeks, I can revise on the cruise. Boom. Done. <laughs> well, and the nice thing is then it's also a, um, a taxable deduction. So it's a working vacation. Oh, right? it's a working vacation. Yeah. We get to be working it. That's right. Working it. And I'll save my working energy my crowd. for the evenings. <laughs> Thing. Yeah. Well, I even good. wear a cover up at the pool. Like I'm. Oh, me too. I'm like, no, no sun, no sun, sun bad. Well, it's me. more for me that I don't want people to see all of my curves. I really because... don't mind in that setting. It's more like construction sites and the things like that where I got where you wouldn't wear a bathing suit at a construction site. Well, that was like <laughs> when I lived in New York, I started covering up completely like baggy clothes mm. because you because Doesn't men matter, on the street though. were so so gross. Yeah, but yeah, on a, a pole deck, and uh, it's kind of there's a lot of everybody's there. With large boobs. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, and nobody's really caring and judging because they're all worried mm-hmm. about how they look themselves. So, you know, I'm not going to worry about it too much. But um, the thing that's tripping me up is the fact that, like, there's, like, a fancy night 
Like, I know. I'm not into it. I don't, I mean, I'll bring a dress. I don't know if any of my dresses actually fit. Well, I have a lot of dresses because yeah. that used to be all I wore, but we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm still not, I'm still considering bringing my unicorn onesie. So um, there is always that. There is always that, you know. I should go to TJ Maxx and see if there's anything insane that I could wear. Yeah. Like unicorns would be good. Awesome. I mean, it's wet out. I'm not doing anything. (laughs) Except talking to me. What am I, chopped liver? Well, I mean, I'm not going to talk to you probably for the whole afternoon. We could talk for a couple hours. (laughs) And that's fine. (laughs) I pity our listeners, but. (laughs) <laughs> I know. They're probably like, what are they talking about today? Literally, today is no theme. It's a catch-up episode. It's a catch-up episode. Yeah. Like, I have no news to share. Like, I might go I might go to a show in two weeks, but I might not. I don't know. It's on a Wednesday. How random is Ocala? <laughs> but I guess when in the horse world, you're like, every day is horses. So what's, yeah. what's the difference between a Wednesday or it's a so, Friday? It's so busy. The weekends are all recognized stuff. So there's a schooling horse trials on, on a Wednesday. Like, okay. okay, I can go do a couple tests. <laughs> That'd be fun, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's time. I haven't done one since August. So I did that intro one. So I can canter now. So I might as well do a training level test. Yeah. And if I well, don't embarrass myself, then I'll do a first level test. But <laughs> again, care. it's the same thing with the bathing suit. No one's watching you as closely as you're watching yourself. So oh, I'm yeah, sure it'll no. be fine. No. No. I was talking about that with my friend on the way back from our, our lesson. It was like, you know how you freeze up? When you're riding in front of a judge, yeah, like, right? You're like, I gotta be perfect. I gotta be perfect for the. And judge. then you overthink it and you tense up and then you fuck up. Yeah. Well, the really funny thing about dressage is that we kind of forget that we're the horse is what's being judged, not our riding. Like, it's how the if, horse is moving. Yeah. So if you stiff it up because you're like, I have to look perfect for the judge. No, um, the judge isn't supposed to be looking at you, friend, unless it's to see how effectively you're riding. And if you're tense and not moving because you want to look like a perfect statue woman, then you're not effectively riding. <laughs> so you just are just the whole concept just went out the window. And I don't know why it isn't talked about more. <laughs> you know, just I actually didn't move realize your leg, that. Move your hand. If you, I mean, look at the test. The movements that are being judged are the horse. Yeah. The freedom of the gait, the steadiness, immobility at the halt, things like that. All of those descriptions of the movement, it doesn't say rider's hands are, <laughs> you know, moving precisely. That's just how you get those movements is correct riding. But if you freeze up because you want to look like the perfect statue of equitation, then you don't get any of that because now your hands aren't moving and your seat isn't moving and your leg isn't effective. So that makes me like dressage even more actually, because I personally, as a rider prefer to put my focus on how the horse is moving. Mm -hmm. And one of the best things my trainer ever said was like, sometimes you can't be pretty to be effective. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I've been, I have, I I did, I did purchase ride IQ. I, I plan to start it this week tomorrow actually because mm-hmm. the snow should have melted on the sand by now by then and then um but i'm gonna i want to be focusing a little bit more on the dressage stuff because i have a couple of the mi- the mini tests i keep in my pocket but i think it's hard for me to remember because i'm thinking about the next thing so i want to have it in my ear yeah so i can just not focus and it'd be like a, a lesson because i've been doing really well in my lessons lately and i'm really happy but um i have a funny story to tell you <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Let's okay. Go. So I guess I, I, I maybe I will shift this into the adulting wins. Um, so my daughter and uh, my daughter joined my writing lesson with my friend Jill last week. Okay. So my 13 year old joined our lesson and rode with us at our level. Okay. Well, yeah, which was she's a 13. win. Yeah, she's 13, and and so she dumped she it down for you. Right. My thirteen. My thirteen. <laughs> she's like, I guess I'll ride with the adults, dorks. So she was looking forward to it because she really likes my friend, but she mm. started talking smack about me. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I guess it's not an adulting win; it's a teen win um, because <laughs> for she's she's right. She's yeah, she's riding around, yeah. and we're taking turns cantering because there's like five of us in the arena at this time, and three of us are in the lesson. So we're like, we'll just take turns cantering. You know, that way the horses don't chase each other, et cetera, et cetera. And I'd been working for like 45 minutes. My pony was feeling really cute. And so like I'd been, I was a little out of breath. And my daughter, I found out, was sitting in the center of that arena talking to my friend going like, wow, my mom's really out of shape. And (laughs) I went around four times to the canter. My mom broke after two turns around the arena. And she was like (laughs) talking absolute fucking smack. And the funny thing was, I was riding for 20 minutes before she even got on her horse. So fuck that bitch, okay? But (laughs) I thought, like, in a weird way, I was actually really kind of proud because she did. She rode circles around the two of us. Um, You know, she's 13. So, like, she's got the energy of, like, an Energizer bunny. But I was like, this girl used to be such a timid rider. She now gets on these green ponies. She mm. schools them. She's going to be showing them in the spring. She's improved so much that she's now riding with the adults and holding her own so well. Like, look at how far she's grown in confidence. So I thought that was a pretty big deal. That's a mom win. Look at you. It was a mom win. I feel That's like very even though it was cool. at my expense, she, she really did well. <laughs> you should get used to that. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the uh, good things that are, are coming down the pike are going to be like, I'll just um, retreat into this wall then and let you <laughs> go ahead. Have the limelight. I will vanish. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the twins are definitely in the stage where like, mom, like I'm suddenly an embarrassment sometimes, mm-hmm. but their friends still love me. So I'm still invited to like participate. But it's it's I can see the ticking time clock for now. <laughs> so yeah so i thought that was really cool that is that's super cool and now it's giving me incentive to actually like i don't know get my cardio under control so i can go three or four times around in the canter yeah i'm looking at yeah i gotta go to the gym yeah i simply can't i can't motivate myself at home by myself no there's gym. I can't even gym has myself to get to the gym. Well, it's so close to me and I really need to pull it together. Like I'm at a point where I need to be fitter to ride, like to, to you know, to progress. And, um, and I'm just not, I'm just not fitter and I'm not yeah. getting fitter. I'm, I just can't, hit that I can't maintain it. I, yeah. Yeah. I just can't maintain it. Um, so I was joking, you know, like, oh, I need a second horse to get fit. But I really just need to drive my ass to the gym that's literally six minutes away and take a class. You know? I, I love the classes. House. Yeah. I do well so, in classes because then I can't, like, get lazy because someone's like, hey, you in the back. Move your ass. And I'm like, right. oh, shit, she's talking to me. You know? 
Exactly. That's what I have to if do. If it's on my own, I'll do it for 10 minutes and be like, oh, that's a good workout and I'll leave. You ever read a novel about like society women and they all, that's what they do. They like take fitness classes all the time. <laughs> like, and they don't, they can't have any real willpower as humans. So I'm pretty sure I ought to be able to do one or two a week. <laughs> classes are fun. I'm, I think those are, I mean, and they're a good way because they mix it up and you're using different muscles and body parts. So you're mm-hmm. strengthening areas that are not always being used when we ride. Yeah. You know, and so it's good. But how about you? What's your adulting win of the week? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> this, every week, every time. It, well, it, I think about doing... it beforehand, and I, I could tell you where I was, and I was thinking about it. I was outside <laughs> this morning, and I was um, putting water into a bucket, and I thought, "Here's my adulting win." But um, <laughs> then we talked for an hour, and <laughs> well, and we've been jumping around a little bit too, which is, you know, as as I'm wont to do. Ah, oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know, I I um okay. So here's the silly adulting win. Well, it's a fun adulting win for me, and other people will go like, "Oh, Natalie went down that road." But um, I joined like um, uh, like a manifestation sort of subscription, and I joined the call last week, like a Zoom call where we kind of just like do meditation and work through our manifestation things. And that was it. Was after that that I was so energized that I did like eighteen things and signed up for different book events and got other people involved and joined up with Susan and some other authors to do the expo and got myself invited to the new Barnes and Noble in Gainesville for a book signing. Just like made a ton of stuff happen. So like positive energy, I think awesome. is my win. I've been working really hard on it. I got. Uh, approved for a Kindle deal in the UK for next month, which has never happened before. So really good, positive energy vibes. That's my adult That's awesome. Team. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard for me. I'm like, I'm a very skeptical person. I'm a very much a realist. And so it's, sometimes it's hard for me to let go of that skepticism and just lean into my natural Pisces woo, but it's there. <laughs> you just got to draw it out to the surface mm-hmm. and like massage that I have to give permission, you know, I have to give myself permission to say, yeah, this might look a bit silly to some people, but nobody who is engaging with positive energy is complaining about it. They're not like, oh, there's nothing wrong with energy. setting an intention and asking right. and because when you set a, a, a when you do that and you're putting that like thought into your brain you're like somehow things end up moving you in that direction and mm-hmm. so there's energy attracts energy the the concept of everything has energy can sound silly until i read a line it's the scientific. other day yeah i well i was reading a book I'm reading a book about animation because a future book will be set in animation. And so I'm starting to do research for it. And it explained like the first, um, you know, the first synchronized um, sound cartoon was Steamboat Willie. And it was explaining how they put, how they like made sound into light, you know, in a very straightforward manner. And they're like, oh, do this with the sound. And then it's on the tape. And then it, it, it shines through the light and it comes out. And I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> if sounds can become light <laughs> in a very straightforward manner, then I can energetically attract more good energy. You know what I mean? It's just like nothing yes. is too ridiculous. Nothing. If sound can become light, nothing is too ridiculous. That I mean, is my the whole telephone thing always threw me. Like, how is 
How, like how? <laughs> how does that landline telephone thing work? Like what? How does what? any of it work? I don't right, know. Right, exactly. And I know there's science, but before there was science, there's someone who had the idea that said, you know what, yes. maybe we make this happen. And people thought that was magic. So guess what? Mm-hmm. Magic is just science that hasn't been like yes. explained. Yes. You're absolutely Sorry. right. So that's where I'm sticking. So, But I think that's great. It sounds like you have too many adulting wins to really like, you know, narrow down. So like the manifestation and the creative visualization, all of that is like the impetus to get to you on just the right energy, path. man. Just vibe. Just energy. I'm vibing. I'm vibing. Well, I'll tell you, I, <laughs> I, the best rides I've had are like when I've just been in that zone where I'm like, you know what? Whatever it is, I'm just happy to be in the saddle and I have no yeah. expectations because when I go in with expectations and I get upset because maybe something's not going the, the way I wanted it to or I get frustrated, it ends up going more badly. Mm-hmm. So no you go in there and you say, mean, mm-hmm. you ride for 10 minutes, you go, what horse do I have today? All right, exactly. I'm going to ride that horse. I had to do that the other day. I got on. It was cold. We haven't been doing a lot lately. I rode for 10 minutes. I was like, I don't know you. And I'm going to ride you differently than I rode you last week. <laughs> and it oh, worked yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And I yes. had to stop like, and I had to go, you know, focus yeah, up now. Just this isn't working. Say to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some days I say, like, I have – some days I have the Welsh. Some days I have the thoroughbred. <laughs> and I guess when I when I mount up, I can tell exactly which one I've got and then that's how I ride. Some days mm-hmm. I ride with a lot of leg and rain, and some days I ride with none of that at all. And, you know, you just, it just depends on what you've got. So, 